2005 UTC right after the international news. Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Yeheyes Wuhib sitting in for Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome. Welcome to the May 23rd edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Sunny right now is in Kigali, Rwanda with our colleague Eddie Ruima getting ready for the Basketball Africa League playoffs. A short time ago, he spoke with our colleague Kate Pond Dawson about the action. So, Sonny, give us the lowdown on the action over the weekend. Sporty greetings from Kigali, Kate, and uh, a warm Kigali hello to all of our sunny side of sports listeners. We now have four teams left in contention for the trophy uh, here in Kigali. Let me run down the weekend results. Petro de Luanda from Angola defeated A.S. Sale from Morocco, 102-89. to FAP from Cameroon defeated Rwanda Energy Group, the hometown team here in Kigali, by a score of 66 to 63. And in the two quarterfinals on Sunday, U.S. Monastir, a finalist in 2021, routed the Cape Town Tigers from South Africa by a score of 106 to 67. And in the final quarterfinal, on Sunday, Zamalek, the defending BAL champion, defeated Slack from Guinea 66 to 49. So that means Petro, FAP, Monastir, and Zamalek all advance to the semifinals here in Kigali. Well, with uh, REG Reg out of the action, is that likely to uh, affect attendance there in Kigali since they're the hometown team? Kate, I think it definitely will hurt attendance. Uh, Just to flash back a bit to the crowd at that Rwanda Energy Group FAP game, near-capacity crowd at the Kigali Arena, uh, which seats about 10,000 fans. I would say there were probably uh, between 8,000 and maybe 8,500 fans there for the Rwanda Energy Group game. On Sunday... Uh, I would say the attendance was maybe half of that, uh, if that, uh, sparse crowds. Uh, the arena was nowhere near being full. So I think uh, that one of the challenges for the Basketball Africa League organizers at this point is to really encourage the local fans to come out. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's far-fetched, Kate, to uh, maybe they offer free tickets to uh, some of the Rwandan children uh, to come to the games, uh, the remaining games uh, left this week. Uh, so the arena looks full. And, and just, just a general comment on the arena, Kate, just a beautiful, beautiful facility. Uh, it's the newest arena in East Africa. It was built in 2019. And uh, I realized over the weekend that the, the uh, seats are basically the colors of the Rwandan flag. They're green, yellow, and blue. Uh, and it, it is a beautiful facility. And uh, so, yeah, we, we hope that it will be full. 
for some of the remaining games. But I, I do feel like with the home team out now, that will hurt attendance. Now, let's talking about the fact that the home team is out. This is a win-or-go-home playoffs. Is there any sort of controversy or unhappiness about that compared with, say, the NBA playoffs where at each level it's best of seven, so every team is going to play at least four games at every level of the playoffs? I, I think, Kate, especially for the, the four losing teams over the weekend, uh, really some mixed feelings uh, about this format, this knockout format win or go home basically uh to you know and, and it really does put a lot of pressure on a team because everybody has off nights off games uh and on that note kate i should put i point out that zamalek the defending champion uh they've now won 12 consecutive games uh covering two seasons they have yet to lose a game uh it's a very impressive run by zamalek but, yeah, you know, uh, I actually spoke with the head coach of the Cape Town Tigers, Relton Boyson, one of the losing teams over the weekend. And I think, I think it's his wish that maybe down the road, if, if not best of seven, like the NBA playoffs, maybe, maybe a best of three uh, format uh, for this last round of games. So, you know, the, the first team to win two games uh, would advance to the to the semifinals, but yeah, I, I think that that's probably going to be under consideration uh, for future future basketball Africa League seasons. Kate and and I will point out uh, under a three year contract that the Rwanda Basketball Federation uh, signed with the Basketball Africa League, uh, they will also host the final round of games uh, during the 2023 basketball africa league season the kigali arena will once again be the venue uh for the the knockout stages the semifinals, and the final so kudos to uh the rwandans for for getting that honor and and i think down the road kate we we could very well see more african cities and more african countries uh hosting games uh in the basketball africa league competition and kate i do want to uh encourage our VOA listeners uh, to please note we have moved our programs to voaafrica.com. There you will find your favorite VOA TV and radio programs, including the sunny side of sports. I had to get that plug in there, Kate, and a whole lot more. Uh, So find us on voaafrica.com. That was Sonny Young speaking with VOA's Kate Pound Dawson. You can also follow the action on Sonny's Twitter and Facebook pages. And VOA will be broadcasting the action right here and online. Pedro de Luanda, Basketball Club of Angola, has qualified for the semifinal of the Men's Basketball Africa League. The Angolan team defeated A.S. Saleh of Morocco, 102-89 at the ongoing playoffs of the league in Kigali, Rwanda. The Angolan team will play FAP of Cameroon, who defeated home team Rwanda Energy Group, 66-63, for a semifinal game on May 25th. 
Hermani Gildo Mbunga is the general manager of Petro de Luanda Basketball Club. He spoke to reporter Mike Mboni about the game against AS Sali of Morocco. He says the team is on track to reach its goal at the playoffs. And that was a tough game. That was a tough game. But our team played really well. We we had uh, like uh, up to 28 points entering the fourth quarter. And then we, they kind of made a run because they're a good team. They can, they can shoot a lot. My team played well. And we, we kind of held our ground. And we ended up winning by 13 points, 102 to 89. That was very, very good. And... Uh... Looking ahead to the other matches that you have, how are you preparing them? Have you been able to watch other teams play? Yes, we, we're going to play FAP from Cameroon in the semifinals. A tough game, a really good team. That yesterday kind of a upset uh, rag from Rwanda, the home team. They beat the home team, and we expect a really tough game, a grind-out game. But we'll prepare, we'll, we will be ready for them. And when are you playing the semifinals? We play the, we're going to play on 25th, 25th on Wednesday. Now, looking at, look, yeah, looking at the games you've played so far from the conferences to the Angolan League and to the semi-final, how would you say it has been? How, would, how, how has it been for uh, your team? It's been good. It's been good. We... We finished second in the Nile Conference. We qualified for the semi-final. We on track to reach our goals. We need to, to, to play a really uh, a tough FAP team. And if we win, we're gonna be in the finals, and that's the goal. And once you get to the finals, you you you're going for you go for the title. But first, we have to beat a really good FAP team. <laughs> and I'm and I a really good FAP team, a tough team. Well, I wish I wish you luck, sir. But then, uh, do you think your team is equal to the task in uh, the next match they have against the FAP team from Cameroon? Yes, and I appreciate that. We're looking forward for that matchup for sure. Yeah. What's the mood in camp after yesterday's victory against? Uh, A.S. Sally of uh, Morocco. Ah, the mood was good. And every time you win, you have to be in a good mood, especially against a tough team like A.S. Sale, one of the favorites. It's a good mood, but we celebrate, we enjoy it till midnight. But today is business as usual, preparing for FAP in the semifinals. Do you have any message for your numerous fans and followers back home in Angola on your games? Just to keep supporting us we're gonna do the best the best the absolute best to represent the country and the club that's what my that's my message that was hermani gildo mbunga the general manager of the petro de luanda basketball club he spoke to reporter mike mbonye on the phone from kigali now let's catch up with National Basketball Association action. The Warriors are one win away from their first trip to the NBA Finals in three years. Associated Press correspondent David Ferry reports. 
Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins carried the Warriors to a 109-100 victory and a three-games-to-none lead over the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. Curry delivered 31 points, 11 assists, and five rebounds for Golden State, which pulled away in the third quarter. Wiggins added 27 points, grabbed 11 rebounds, and posterized Luka Doncic on a dunk. The Mavs lost despite Doncic, who pumped in 40 points and had 11 boards. Spencer Dinwiddie scored 26 points off the bench, and Jalen Brunson chipped in 20 for the Mavericks. Game four is Tuesday in Dallas. I'm Dave Ferry. Tonight, the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat face off again in Boston in Game 4 of their series. The Heat were embarrassed in Game 2, losing despite the home court advantage in their Eastern Conference Finals matchup with Boston. Miami returned the favor in Game 3, building a 26-point first-half lead en route to a 109-103 victory in which star Jimmy Butler sat on the second half with swelling in his right knee. With Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart also suffering injuries, the Celtics have gone from having a chance to take control of the series to trying to avoid losing back-to-back games for the first time in two months. Butler is questionable for Game 4, but Miami is 16-10 this season without him. I'm VOA's Yeheyes Wuhib in Washington, and you are listening to the sunny side of sports. Voice of America! This is Sunny Side of Sports, and Daddy Shoki telling you Sunny Side of Sports, Sunny Side of Sports. <laughs> Voice of America! our listeners just a reminder that we have moved our programs to voaafrica.com there you will find all our favorite voa radio and tv programs and a whole lot more find us on voaafrica.com African athletes achieved notable performances in round two of the Diamond League held in Birmingham in England over the weekend. There was continued proof of Ethiopian excellence in the women's 5,000 meters, while Kenya took top honors in the men's 1,500. The energetic Andy Edwards was trackside to watch the action and hear their reactions post-performance. Sporty greetings, Andy. Sporty greetings, Yuheyes. The women's 5,000 metres at the World Championships this July should be as keenly contested as any of the track events. And here in Birmingham, Ethiopia showed they will again present a mighty challenge. Dawit Sayum, a former world indoor silver medalist at 1,500, showed how strong she is at the longer distance in leading two compatriots home for the fastest time in the world this year and a meeting record. She ran 14 minutes 47.55 to finish ahead of Howie Faiser and Fantu Warku. If selected, and the competition for places in the Ethiopian team should be predictably fierce, all should be medal contenders in Eugene. Darwin's reaction to this impressive performance was brief but very much to the point. Thank you, too good. I am. I am happy. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. 
Just as impressive was the win by Abel Kipsang in the men's 1500. Fourth in last year's Olympic final in Tokyo, the Kenyan looked sharp for his third consecutive win at the distance this season, coming after Nairobi and the opening round of the Diamond League in Doha. Kipsang's victory in 3 minutes 35.15 maintained his unbeaten sequence in the event outdoors this year. This revamped stadium and new track will be the venue for the Commonwealth Games in August, and how fast or slow the track might be was a conversation topic as athletes met the media in the mix zone after competition. Botswana's Isaac Makwala wasn't too disappointed with his fifth place in the 400. It's still early in the season. He was part of the Botswana relay team, which won an Olympic bronze in the 4x4 relay last year. Still undecided whether to aim for the selection at either 4 or 200 metres, he does, though, have definite opinions about the new Birmingham track. I think it's very slow track. Uh, I watched all the, competi- all the races. There's no first time here. I think it's very slow track. Among the six world-leading performances was the high hurdles, where the Olympic champion, Hansel Parchment of Jamaica, dominated. He beat his compatriot and the 2016 Olympic gold medalist Omar McLeod with 13.09. Parchment reflected that there was still some adjustment in technique to be made, but that was only to be expected at this stage of the season. It was a good race, of course a good time, but I think technically it wasn't so sound. Um, I I don't think I pushed as hard from the blocks as I could have. Um, I think I was a little bit sloppy um, over each barrier, but um, I guess I had the power to push through. But that's something I want to get home and and, and try to cement. The men's 800 was won by Canada's Marku Arop, beating, among others, the Olympic bronze medalist Patrick Dobek of Poland. The tactics resembled more a championship-style race and were just what the winner wanted. Arab reckons that the men's 800 is unlikely to be owned by the Kenyans this year, despite Emmanuel Korea and Ferguson Rotic winning gold and silver in Tokyo last season. Lately, we haven't seen a lot of people going for it and trying to run fast time, so I'm not really sure where everybody's at in terms of fitness. Um, but, yeah, definitely this year, uh, I'm not sure who's going to be the ones to watch out for. Everybody is uh, really capable of winning it. In a high-quality meeting in general, there was plenty to note elsewhere. Germany's Olympic, world and European long-jump champion, Alaika Mihambo, continues to impress, and she set a world-leading mark of 7 meters 9 Viewed from a Kenyan perspective, the women's middle distances are building towards another fascinating season, since one of Faith Kipyagon's rivals, Laura Muir of Britain, made a confident and winning season debut in the 1500. And for fans of the Olympic 800-metre champion Athing Mo of the USA, her British rival, Keely Hodgkinson, also showed solid form in returning to competition after having to withdraw injured before the world indoors in March. For the sunny side of sports, this is Andy Edwards in Birmingham. That was the energetic Andy Edwards in Birmingham, England, covering round two of the Diamond League Athletic Circuit. I'm VOA's Yeheyes Wahib in Washington, and you are listening to The Sunny Side of Sports. Now, let's get a wrap of European football from Prince Nesta. Sporty greetings, Prince.
Sporty greetings to you too, you hears. German midfielder Alke Gundogan netted the winner for Manchester City who secured the English Premier League title with a 3-2 win against Aston Villa at the Etihad Stadium. The citizens have now secured four Premier League titles in a span of five years. The manager Pep Guardiola saluted the team's heroics. These guys are legends already, I'm sorry. So the people have to admit it. This group of people, the players are absolutely eternal in this club because what we achieve is so difficult to do it. So just uh, like Ferguson with United has done it years ago, two or three times. Now I realized again the magnitude of Sir Alex Ferguson in his United doing two or three times or four. I don't, I don't know exactly doing this in four or five times. So and we are part of that. So one year we will defend our crown. In UK, one more year. City's title triumph denied their rivals Liverpool an unprecedented quadruple. Even though the Merseyside club also secured a 3-1 win against Wolverhampton Wanderers, thanks to goals from Egyptian playmaker Mo Salah, Senegalese Benjamin Sadio Mane and Scottish left-back Andrew Robertson. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp shared his thoughts on his team's failure to secure the Premier League title. 92 points obviously is, 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 is crazy um, with all the games we played. So yes, I'm proud, but I'm disappointed of course as well. So there are, there are more maybe worse scenarios if you would have been a point up and don't make it that might feel even worse. But apart from that, it's, it's, it's not cool, but it's not completely unexpected obviously it was clear before the game that a lot of things have to happen um, I said it don't forget it but I said it in all interviews already and I will say it here as well of course congratulations to Man City uh, Pep Guardiola all staff all players um, whole club for, uh, for being champion um, and we were close but in the end not close enough that's how it is that's Liverpool boss Eugen Klopp giving his reaction after the Reds missed out on the Premier League title by a point. Liverpool will now begin preparations for Saturday's Champions League final against 13-time winners Real Madrid in Paris. The Reds will look to seal off this season's campaign with their third cup of the season after already securing the FA Cup in the Carabao Cup. Kay Havertz and Ross Barkley also recorded their names on the score sheet to help third place Chelsea sign off the Premier League season with a 2-1 win against Watford in a match that was played at Stamford Bridge. The Blues finished trophyless in this season's campaign, having won the European Super Cup last August and the Club World Cup in February. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel reflected on his team's performance. It's a kind of a mood changer, I have to say, for, for today and we are happy to end with a win and um, yeah we I mean the season was more or less finished for us we wanted to end it we gave some players the opportunity to play who um, didn't have so much minutes so I'm happy that they could uh, show up and and take a deserved win and um, yeah it is in, in general a, a big step in, in the right direction and in terms of consistency for us if you look at the last years, we have only been in top three. This is this is very good. Uh, there's always room for improvement. The level of consistency of, of City and Liverpool was too much for us, was too high. Uh, it will not get easier to close this gap because they are, while we are like uh, forced to be passive, they are improving their squads. So 
Yeah, but uh, this is the challenge, and we need to be fast and smart when it's possible to to have a competitive team. Then's Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel reflecting on his team's win over Watford in their final game of the season. In other fixtures, Son Heung-min and Dijon Kulusevski both scored twice, while Hurricane added another to help Tottenham secure Champions League qualification with a 5-0 win at Norwich City. The South Korean also shared the Golden Boot Award with Egyptian playmaker Mo Salah after both ended up joint top scorers with 23 goals each shared his excitement. It feels amazing and... When I saw it first time, I, I felt like a little bit emotional because when I was a kid, uh, I was dreaming for it. And as soon as when I had it in hand, I couldn't believe it. And still, I don't believe it is in my hand. So, I mean, it was an unbelievable achievement, but I'm really grateful for the teammates and so the, the sporter and coaching staff, everyone who is helping me. Spurs boss Antonio Conte also expressed satisfaction with his team's performance. I didn't, I didn't leave the trophy in this season. No? And uh, like, like in the past, no? like in the past. But if I have to be honest and to see the path and to see the difficulty and to, to come in uh, since November in a difficult situation uh, with, uh, with a team that uh, they were struggling a lot no? uh, in, a, in a difficult league like uh, the, <laughs> the England League is very, very difficult. I think uh, to, to to reach, uh, to get uh, a place in Champions League, uh, um, I have to consider this uh, a, a really big, big achievement for me and for, uh, for my players. That Spurs manager Antonio Conte reacting after his side still Champions League qualification ahead of their North London rivals Arsenal, who hammered Everton 5-1 in their final game of the season played at the Emirates. Gabriel Martinelli, English football of Ghanaian descent, Aidan Katia, Cedric Soares, Gabriel and Martin Odgad all netted for the Ghanas who finished in fifth place, two points behind Tottenham. Arsenal manager Mikel Ateta confessed he was still in pain after missing out on Champions League qualification. And we know where we have to go and we're not going to stop it. I'm extremely disappointed today. Because we had generated the expectations um, that that we wanted, that I wanted for this football club, because it's what deserved. And at the end, we came short. And then that feeling of guilt and not reaching that level uh, is painful. That's Arsenal manager Mikel Mateta sharing his thoughts after missing out on Champions League qualification despite a comfortable victory over Everton on the final day of the season. Meanwhile, French superstar of Cameroonian descent Kylian Mbappe celebrated his new three-year contract extension with the hat-trick as French league champions Paris Saint-Germain cruised to a 5-0 win against 10-man maze. The 23-year-old Paris-born and raised player has scored 150 goals for PSG, won three French Cups and four French League titles. Mbappe decided to stay at Paris Saint-Germain until 2025 rather than join Spanish giants Real Madrid. Brazilian superstar Neymar and Angel Di Maria also found the net for the Parisians. Gold from Brazilian midfielder Gerson and Sengiz Onda sealed the Champions League spot for second place Marseille, who cruised to a 2-0 win against Strasbourg. Third place Monaco also held to a 2-0 draw against Lens. And finally in Italy, Olivier Giroud's double and Ivorian midfielder Frank Casey's goal helped AC Milan clinch their first Serie A title in 11 years after beating Sassuolo 3-0. 
The Rosanieri finished up ahead of their fierce rivals Inter Milan. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nestor. In tennis, Japan's Naomi Osaka crashed out of the French Open in a 7-5-6-4 first-round loss to American Amanda Anishbova on Monday. The loss comes a year after her dramatic withdrawal from the Clay Court Grand Slam tournament amid mental health issues. The four-time Grand Slam champion Osaka never looked comfortable on her least favorite surface as she struggled to control her powerful game. Afterward, the 24-year-old said she is not 100% sure she will compete at Wimbledon next month. The Grass Court tournament in Britain has been stripped of ranking points because it has banned Russian and Belarusian players over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Defending champion Novak Djokovic and 13-time French Open winner Rafael Nadal start their Roland Garros campaigns on a star-studded Monday. Women's favorite Iga Svantec begins her quest for a second title in three attempts. Shifting over to golf, the PGA Championships in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the southwestern U.S. ended in a stellar fashion Sunday after four days in what some fans thought was dull play. Then, on the back nine on Sunday, Justin Thomas went on a charge to force a playoff, and Thomas emerged with a victory that was downright spectacular. Graimi Agars with the Associated Press has more. Justin Thomas has posted a record equaling come-from-behind victory at the PGA Championship, erasing a seven-shot deficit at the start of the day. Thomas fired a closing 67 to tie Will Zalatoris at five-under after regulation play, and then the 29-year-old won a three-hole decider with a two-under par total. I was very calm in the playoff. I was calm the last couple holes. I just I felt I felt like I could do what I wanted to do, which is really all I could ask for. Chilean Mito Pereira led by one on the last hole, but blew his chances of winning with a double bogey six to fall back into a tie for third. It was a second major title for Thomas and his 15th career win on tour. I'm Graham Agars. And that wraps up the May 23rd edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Yeheyes Wuhib in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.